1: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to The Cricket Podcast.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Cricket Podcast for a special episode. We spoke with Chiteshwar Pajara. It was immense. Um, one of the absolute highlights of us doing this show. Um, just doing a quick intro for people who haven't heard us before, so that you know who our voices are. As it bounces around a little bit. I'm Jack. I'm joined by Ross.
3: Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah, what a lovely bloke. Uh, that is kind of what I take away from that interview. Like it was you know, completely open and honest. And yeah, to get the insight to what, what who what is it? An Indian test supremo. Um, yeah, what an absolute pleasure
0: that's Ross and max hello yeah uh, I have nothing more to add on that he was um he was brilliant he was a great guy really really nice of him to join us and um, hopefully we'll do be able to do many more in the in the future
2: yeah so that's basically intro over the only thing we say um, head over to patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod if you want to support us directly um, the lucky guys there um Managed to sneak a couple of questions in, so mm-hmm. that was good for them. Uh, also keeps the show going, and they've had a little bit of exclusive access, so uh, what did I say? Patreon.com, forward to the cricket pod, and social media at the cricket pod, of course. Um, enough of us. Let's let's bring Pajara in. Got it! Today on the podcast, we have a special guest. He's a man who has played 96 tests for India. He's knocking on the door of 7,000 test runs at times it genuinely feels like he will never be out but that's not all there is to him recently he lit up the royal london one day cup he enticed me back down to the county ground in hove after five years away basically just to watch him bat. he's an absolute legend and we're delighted to be speaking to him chiteshwa pajara welcome to the podcast how how are you doing
1: thanks jack i'm very good thank you how are you doing
2: yeah, I'm. I'm great. Um, there's three of us. For people who've you know listened to the show before, we're going to ask for questions, uh, and we're going to have a good time. Uh, let's yeah. start. Let's start with Sussex, um, because you've had you've had, I think, by any measure, a pretty good season uh, down on the south coast. Uh, more than 600 runs in the Royal London London Cup, thousand in the Championship. Uh, healthy averages, healthy strike rates. Uh, my question is though, sort of, what what attracted you down? To play for Sussex and, and have you enjoyed yourself uh, down there at Hove?
1: Well, uh, firstly, the weather. I love being in Brighton. Uh, it's always nice and sunny. Uh, the pitches are really good uh, to bat on um, and it's a nice atmosphere to play cricket. So, yeah, when I first got an opportunity, when I first uh, was asked if I would uh, uh, love to join Sussex, I, I always, uh, I mean, I said yes because it was uh, aligning with my uh, international schedule as well. There are times where you can't play all the games, and uh, yeah, I, I had to uh, go back in between uh, to play international cricket. So things were working out really well when I uh, joined Sussex. Uh, and one, one, once I joined Sussex, I got to know it was a young squad. Uh, there was a lot of talent in the team, uh, and uh, from I mean, from my first game onwards uh, towards the end, I've seen that there was a huge improvement uh, in, in the way we play cricket.
0: Yeah. So, uh, oh, come on, next, um, so I was, was going to say that um, like sort of in the in the one day cup saw a lot of opportunities for youngsters because uh, uh, well the the, uh, the let's say the availability was variable with the with the hundred being on at the same time um, so I was just wondering sort of if there's anyone in particular that's impressed you playing for Sussex or even in any of the uh, opposition that, that that you came across sort of the the young perhaps rising stars of county cricket from your opinion. <laughs>
1: I think uh, I'll, I'll start with the Sussex team. Uh, the guy who has impressed me the most is Ali The way he has batted, the way uh, you know, has improved his game. Uh, Tom Haynes is someone who, who who was already marked as a talented player. He was going a lot of runs. Uh, Archie Lennon, he has uh, brilliant talent. Uh, so I, I think uh, all the young guys, you know, uh, uh, they they have enough talent. Uh, it's It's just about how you nurture them. Uh, their work work ethics, uh, the way they get matured as quickly as possible, and then try and learn from their experiences. Uh, so the guys, like I mean, I'm missing out some of the names. Stan Bradham as well. He's young. He's he uh, scored uh, runs uh, in championship game as as well as in Royal London also. So uh, I think the young younger guys uh, they have a bright future ahead. Right? It's just about you know nurturing them, making sure that they get enough experience, and then I I think. Uh, All of them have a potential to, you know, play for the England team at at some stage if they keep working on the game. Um,
3: You ended up as captain for Sussex. Um, You come across quite calm, quite considered, uh, friendly. Does that extend to your leadership style or do you have a bit of an alter ego? I think,
1: look, uh, you need to understand the players, uh, especially the young players, uh, the way uh, they react to a situation. Uh, especially the tough situation, and most of the gu- most of the guys. Uh, I mean, I, whenever I spoke to them, they were eager to work on their game, eager to learn, uh, and and they were listening to some of my advice. I mean, the uh, the best part is uh, we have a good coaching staff who always used to look after them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are times where uh, there are difficult situation in a game, and you need to guide them. You need to just tell them what can be done in that situation, and. Uh, they most of the times they listened to what I was saying and then uh, they kept working on it. So yeah, it, I mean it's it's the talent which is there which helped me uh, lead them better because mm-hmm. they were always eager to learn and uh, they were open minded throughout the uh, throughout the games. Not just royal and one take but even in the championship games. Even when I wasn't leading the guys, uh, I always had uh, some of the inputs and they were uh, quite eager to
3: work on it. So I remember when uh, I was youngster and playing at um, Three Bridges and you'd get an overseas pro who'd come in who were just better than absolutely everybody. And so uh, you kind of have to listen to what they have to say. You don't really get a choice. Um, we've, um, yeah, but I,
1: I, don't, I never forced upon any of the things. Uh, the thing is, you also need to understand what uh, their mindset is, what they are trying to work on. Uh, what they're comfortable with because you still need to give them their space and make them understand what is
3: good for them. Did Did you, did you get a bowl this year? Did Did you bowl at all?
1: A uh, little bit, not much. I've just <laughs> pulled one championship over so <laughs> I'm not very good at bowling. I just need to work on my bowling for sure. <laughs>
3: um we've spoken before in this podcast about your batting style um and how it's both impressive and frustrating depending on who you're rooting or playing for um how do you get into that zone where you're just like i'm not i'm not getting out like you can face 400 deliveries and you'll be on 70 odd runs are you standing in front of a mirror before the game and kind of saying not today mate not today
1: Well, I think it it comes from the experience, Uh, you need to assess the situation and the conditions as early as possible when you go out there in the middle. Uh, So for me, it's about uh, making sure that uh, it's always about the team. It's always about making sure that we uh, put up a decent total on the board, whether we are playing the white ball game or even the red ball game. Uh, Especially in the red ball game, you need to assess the uh, spells. If someone is pulling a good spell, you just need to respect that. Uh, And if someone is not bowling well, there are times where I've uh, scored a a decent strike rate uh, from first ball onwards, uh, you know, I mean, uh, my strike rate has been on the higher side, whereas some of the games, uh, uh, there's enough assistance for the bowlers in the pitch, but that's where you need to be a little cautious and uh, respect the good uh, good spells. So it's about, you know, uh, analyzing what the bowler is trying to do, what the opposition is trying to do, and then, you know, uh, figure out your game plan
2: yeah to, as a follow up to that, how much of that analysis, and i don't I don't know if there is any sort of data work as well, how much of that happens off the pitch or uh, is it you just reacting using your instincts to to what's happening in the game depending on the conditions and and the bowlers you're facing?
1: So you do go, go through their uh, bowling lineup uh, as a batter. Uh, what are their strengths? Uh, some of the players I'm not very familiar with, but if I—I I mean, there are some teams where, perhaps, I mean, for example, if we, when we were playing for Nottinghamshire, I knew their bowling lineup, I knew their bowlers. But some of the lesser-known teams for me, whom I haven't played against, I would love to see their videos. Uh, what are their strengths? I speak to some of the other guys who have faced them. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, ultimately, it it has to be instinctive because uh, if uh, if you haven't faced someone, you still need to uh, you know uh, face them for a bit, uh, try and see uh, what works out for you. Uh, what are his plans? Uh, it, it changes on each and every game. It also changes on the uh, I mean, on the basis of the conditions. So if, if the pitch is flat, uh, no matter how the uh, how good is is the bowler, I mean, there are times where uh it, it's it's working out in favor of the matter so it depends on uh you know you still do and uh, you still analyze their polling lineup you still uh, go through the videos you still rely on some of the data if you haven't faced them but ultimately it's still uh you know instinctive you still have to go out there in the middle and uh, try and experience it uh, yourself
0: so i mean in the one day cup this year take that as an example you you ended up averaging 89 at a strike rate of 111 so is that a different are we seeing a different side to your game or is that uh, was that a consequence of, of flat pitches and you getting on top of the bowlers or yeah are, are we going to see you making a late run for another csk contract having seen how well their batters did last year
1: <laughs> well uh this is a different side of my uh game for sure there's no doubt about that the pitches were good uh which is very flat but uh, even on those pitches you need to have that in, uh, intent of uh, scoring at a higher uh, strike rate uh, and, and you know this is something which i've always worked on uh, this is something which has uh, helped i mean I, I was part of csk in, 20, in, uh, in the year before last and when i i didn't play any games but i saw the way guys prepared uh, and I told myself that if I want to play a shorter format, I need to be a little more fearless. I, I always used to put a big prize on my wicket, but in a shorter format, uh, you still uh, want to play your shots. Uh, try and add a few more shots in your game. That is something which i worked before the Royal London One Day Cup started. I went with Grant, I uh, spoke to him that, uh, uh, you know, there are some shots which I want to work on. Uh, and uh, when we were working in the indoor school, he told me that uh, you are executing those really well. And that gave me a lot of confidence because I, I thought if I can keep working on some of uh, the lofted shots, some of the shots which could help me in the shorter format uh, and, and if I can execute those uh, in the game and, and which I could. I mean, after working on those shots, uh, I could execute those uh, in the shorter format. So I felt that uh, when you start working on, um, uh, on you know, you uh, having a clear game plan of what are the shots which you can play in given condition and then if you can execute those, then uh, you can always be successful uh, even in the shorter format.
0: Is that, a, is that a target for you then, playing a bit more in the, the shorter format? So I would love to, but my priority never changes.
1: I think I'm very good at red ball and, and that doesn't change because I love playing red ball uh, cricket mm. and that is always an ultimate test of yeah. uh, your temperament, your character uh, and your player. Uh, you're always just as a player. And even as a team, I have i mean, I've spoken about this uh, to some of the guys uh, in, in the team meeting. We we did really well in the Royal London One Day Cup, but we still need to improve as a red ball team. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm sure uh, the club, the Sussex Cricket Club and, and the guys uh, who are part of the red ball circuit, they are quite excited about improving even in red ball cricket.
2: Um, on, on that point, you know, the way cricket is going or the way we're told cricket is going is that um, white ball is the future and and that's what everyone enjoys. So it's interesting to hear somebody that 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 says that their their favorite challenge, the thing they enjoy most is the the intricacies of of the Red Bull game. Among other players, do, do you think that is a view which is shared, or do you think you're a little bit of an outlier, a throwback, if you like, uh, in in for, with with that point of view?
1: Well, if we look at the modern uh, or the young Indian players, uh... Yes, I mean, uh, most of the guys, they want to be part of the IPL first. But when I went to the uh, Sussex team and I spoke to some of the young players, uh, they agreed uh, that the red ball is the toughest format. And uh, they always wanted to do well in red ball uh, games. Uh, uh, and and then uh, their, uh, you know, their ult- ultimate goal was to play for the England team, which is, I think, the way to go. Uh, but there are still some of the young players who would prefer to uh, play white ball cricket and you can't blame them. I mean, the way the game is moving, as we have discussed, that I think uh, white ball is a priority for uh, many of them. But I still feel uh, red ball cricket should be uh, given a lot of importance. And uh, I think it's, it's up to all the cricket board and, and the ICC to ensure that red ball cricket survives, the chess cricket survives.
3: Flying the flag. I, I love it. Um, is there a, is, it sounds like there's an unfinished business for you at Sussex. Will, will you be back there next year?
1: fingers crossed yeah uh, most likely i would love to uh, come back to sussex uh, i can't say uh, anything further at this stage but mm-hmm. yeah hopefully uh, if things work works out i'll be back at sussex
2: yeah Carl's close to your chest i, I, I like it <laughs> i mean I, I think i said in the intro the game i went down for unfortunately was the semi final um so it would be great next year if uh, if if i saw you uh, again um you know w- w- winning. And hopefully um, we,
1: yeah hopefully we win the finals
2: um, can we go back, uh, back in time a little bit now? Because I, I don't think, basically, I don't think we could speak to you and not mention the the famous tour of Australia in twenty twenty one. Can you can you tell us what that was like? Um, there there seems to be so much adversity. It's the thirty six all out. Virat Kohli goes home. Injuries, left, right, and center. Um, how how did you get through it, and how did you you come out as the victorious side?
1: Well, I think it's the belief uh, in the team, uh, belief in uh, players' abilities. I think we stuck together as a group uh, and the bench strength. I think the credit goes to the BCCI uh, and, and the people who are involved in you know, uh, making sure that uh, we have good backup options. Uh, and there's a lot of credit also goes to the IPL because IPL has given us uh, many uh, fast bowlers. So whenever we had an injury, we still had decent fast bowlers who could come back in. They were uh, they were ready to you know be part of the playing eleven, and they never felt the pressure. There was a lot of pressure. There is no doubt about that. There are some young guys who were making their debuts, but they knew how to handle that pressure because they had the exposure of being part of the uh, some of the IPL franchises. So they had played high pressure games. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I felt that uh, you know there was a lot of belief in, in, in that team. Uh, the guys were confident. They knew that uh, they could execute their skills. Uh, it wasn't easy. I mean, there's no doubt so when we lost the first test match, uh, uh, there was a little bit of panic. Everyone was questioning uh, uh, whether we'll be able to bounce back or not. But I think the second test was, was the most important one where We were able to win that Test match, and that gave us a lot of belief that you know, even with this side, we can uh, uh, compete and we can uh, win the series.
2: Was there was there a specific moment where you went from uh, the usual sort of panic to to having that belief where you thought actually we're going to get a result here, or 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 not? I suppose.
1: (laughs) I thought. Uh, i i can't uh, figure out any specific moment but the way we handled things after losing the first test match uh, when we uh, there was a team get together uh, when we reached melbourne and and that's when uh, we we had a chat we, we spoke as a group we spoke that we can't control what has what has, what had happened but uh, our aim was to you know be together and try and ensure that uh, we learn from what went wrong? Because if, even if you look at the first test match, there were a lot of positives. It, it was just that one innings where we were pulled out for 36. But apart from that, if you look at the other sessions, uh, we were at par, or I think we were doing a little better than them. Uh, we got the first innings lead. actually. We got about 30, 40 runs lead. Uh, despite that, we didn't put up a good show in the second innings. And that's where we had to you know, uh, ensure that it, it doesn't happen again. Uh, and that's what we spoke about uh, in the team meeting. And after that, I think that was the uh, most defining moment of that series because everyone, you know, uh, they were they were on the positive side because there are times where you lose this match and then you uh, start doubt, doubting your, uh, you know, game. But we never doubt our, our games, we never doubt our abilities because we had that experience. I think uh, having played in 2018, most of the guys were uh, part of the 2018 tool, which which was the first uh, uh, victory for us uh, on Australian soil. So, uh, so some of us uh, did know that uh, if uh, how to win there, how to perform there, and uh, what could it, what can be our game plan uh, going into the second test.
2: Yeah, I have to get you in as a consultant next time England go down. Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> from a from a from a slightly more personal point of view, was was that your career highlight? Do you think when when Pant hits Hazelwood down the ground to win? Uh, at the Gabba or or is there something else that's still above that in, in your mind?
1: Look, there are many uh, tough series which we have played against Australia. For me, the first one is twenty uh, the series uh, which we played in India that was in 2017 where we lost the first Test match at Pune and we almost lost the second one at Bangalore. Uh, but the way we came back into that series uh, Because the Australian team was very well prepared uh, when they came to India. And that was the first time when we were challenged in India. Uh, So that was one of the most intense test series I've been part of. After that, I think, again, when we went to Australia in 2018, uh, though they they didn't have their strongest side, David Warner and uh, Smith were missing from their their side. But that was our first victory on Australian soil. So those two series, I think, uh, were the toughest I've played. Uh, in 2021, things were different. We didn't have our strongest side. Uh, so, I mean, it's very difficult to rate one uh, about the other. But all these three series, I think, uh, and all these three that, that came against Australia have been the toughest I've uh, been part of in test cricket.
3: Yeah, I, I look forward to uh, the next time India in Australia and someone gets to turn around and say on the wicket keeping uh, mic, can't wait to go to the Gabba. Um, <laughs> um, we talked about um, your captaincy and leadership style before. Um, for India in the last couple of years, there's been significant change. Um, what is the differences in styles between Kohli's captaincy and Rovit's captaincy and Shastri and Dravid's coaching styles, it, it, are, are they drastically different or are they similar?
1: Uh, well, in most of the ways it is similar, but uh, if you look at the person, I mean, Virat uh, is a little aggressive on the field. Uh, that gives him, I think that is the re- one of the reasons he is successful is that he, he behaves that way. Uh, because he likes to take on any of any opposition even if someone is sledging he will not mind giving it back to them uh, whereas uh, if you look at Rohit uh, uh, his calm is composed so everyone has their uh, individual strengths and they always back their strengths uh, that's the best part about them so Virat is not afraid of you know sledging someone or uh, you know uh, even if, if there's any conversation on the field he, mm-hmm. he will be the one who will be uh, backing the teammate or the bowler uh, so uh, they, they, they are different in some ways but if you look at the uh, the way uh, all the young players are managed or the way uh, the entire team is managed I think they are quite similar mm-hmm. uh, and if you look uh, if you look at the coaching style I think uh, well, uh, uh, Raviva is someone uh, who gives a lot of freedom to the players uh, so they uh, I mean they get that that comfort. Uh, when it comes to Rahul Dravid, I think he's uh, he has that experience. He's quite sensible. He knows uh, what what a player wants, uh, and he he tries and um, gives the best uh, possible practice or preparation to the player. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of input from him um, uh, to the batting unit as well, uh, because he is probably technically is probably the best in the world. <laughs> so when it comes to batting, he's, he has a lot of inputs as well. But he keeps things very simple. So I, I think ultimately, everyone's—I uh, mean, whether we speak, whether we speak about Virat uh, Rohit, uh, Ravi Shastri or Rahul Dravid—the aim uh, of all of them is to to ensure that uh, uh, we get the best environment in the dressing room. Uh, and uh, at the same time, uh, there are some young players who needs to learn, who needs to improve, uh, and uh, and give the comfort to the senior guys who has played a lot of cricket. Uh, and, and still try and challenge them because it's important for the senior players to be challenged and, and um, work on their game.
3: India is in safe hands, then. <laughs> it is definitely there's no doubt about that.
0: Well, you, um, you mentioned the change, uh, sort of um, the environment there, and the change of environment certainly seems to have uh, done wonders for for this England England side. Um, what What are your experiences of playing? Against England in England, I mean, you know, we've seen uh, over, I mean, only a couple of days ago that the balls and the pitches don't exactly make it easy to, to score runs. But what, mm. what what have you found the the challenges, and who have you found the most challenging of England's bowlers to face?
1: Well, talking about the current England side, I've just played one Test match against them. Before that, it was uh, I mean we played during the COVID time, so. Uh, rubbish team. Look team
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: looking <laughs> yeah. that, that was easy <laughs> can't, say that. can't say that we should have, I, I thought we should have played the fifth this match over there to win that series but uh, the last test <laughs> yeah. match was after a year which uh, didn't allow the best uh, preparation for for our team but yeah credit goes to the england team the way they've changed their approach the way uh, uh, everyone you know uh, it looks like a completely different side and I, I think the reason is they are fearless, the way they are trying to take the opposition team, uh, especially their batters, the way they are starting the innings, uh, they, are, they are quite aggressive and it is working out really well uh, at this stage. But I, I, I mean, I've, I've heard this and I've also, you know, uh, experienced this, that what will the England team do when the ball is doing a bit more, uh, when there's a little more challenge, uh, will they continue to play? In the same manner, um, and uh, that will be able to figure figure out once they start playing a little more test. I mean, a few more test matches. But their approach, I think, their approach has been fantastic. Uh, and if they can carry on like this, it will be very difficult to beat England in England. Uh, and and talking about their bowling lineup, you know, their bowling lineup remains same. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a couple of changes, but uh, if you look at the way uh, Jimmy Anderson is bowling even now, Stuart Broad, uh, Holly Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it looks fantastic. I I, I feel that it, it's never easy to face them in England.
0: Do you think Jimmy Anderson will ever retire? <laughs> I hope he retires soon. <laughs> <playing>. <laughs>
1: because when we play against England uh, uh, next time, I, I wouldn't want to face him again. I've seen enough of his bowling, so I hope that he doesn't play anymore.
0: Cool. Um, so just uh, we, we've got a couple more questions um so we've had a, a couple of questions in from uh, our followers on patreon so patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod if you want to um if you want to support us there and you can ask questions to people like Chespa Pujara if you're lucky <laughs> um so uh the first one was uh, from Mark Lamborn so he would like to know how, how you deal with the public pressure of being one of India's test superstars
1: well uh, for me what has helped me immensely is my routine Uh, and uh, the part of my routine is uh, doing yoga and breathing exercises which has helped me immensely in uh, controlling my emotions uh, having those positive thoughts uh, and to to deal with pressure situation i think uh, the most important thing uh, during a pressure situation is to remain calm uh, trust your abilities uh, and and uh, having that confidence of dealing with the pressure that comes from the experience that comes from uh, preparing. Well, if you are prepared, well, you're always confident. So I think uh, some of the other things which has helped uh, me apart from uh, my just cricketing uh, preparation is uh, yoga and breathing exercises. Uh,
2: last one then. This comes from Vijay. He, he asks, do you have any coaching aspirations for the future? Uh, if, if yes how would you how would you convince a young cricketer uh, about the value of solid batting technique
1: well i haven't thought about uh, uh, taking up a coaching job but that is something for the future uh, but if if i do i think i'll still uh, it won't be easy to convince a young player to uh, you know uh, just following a technical method i think you you need to allow them to be uh, be in their comfort zone but still try and ensure that uh, uh, they keep improving their game. Uh, it's it's not always about technique. I feel that uh, uh, you also need to understand their psychology, understand what are their strengths and try and back them with their strength rather than making too many changes with their technique.
2: Great. Um, Chiteshwar, it's been an absolute joy to speak to you for, for the last 25 minutes, half an hour or so. Thanks for coming on to join us on the Cricket Podcast and I uh, wish you the best of luck in the, in the future and hopefully see you back at Sussex next year.
1: Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Sports Social Podcast Network.